welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture Double Date. Um, thanks everyone for bearing with us. We took a little bit of a hiatus while we decided what we were going to podcast next. And lo and behold, uh, Daredevil Season 3 appeared on Netflix last night. So we have taken a watch of uh, Season 3, Episode 1, and we're going to kind of do a quick first impressions episode. Um, basically about what everybody around the table thought of this new season of Daredevil. Um, I think we we should kind of start by kind of talking about... I mean, we've all, in other episodes, talked about our Marvel credentials um, for the films, but I, I don't know how much we've watched of the Marvel TV series. Oh, before, before we get further into it, this is a full spoilers podcast... <laughs> Um, I'm joined by Anna, Joe, Gerald, and Maggie, my usual crew. Um, yeah, so should we go around the table and just have a quick chat about what what we've seen of the Marvel TV series to date and whether we've kind of liked the Marvel t- TV series to date or not? And then from there we can have a chat about this actual episode of Daredevil that just went on Netflix. Who wants to go yeah, first? Yeah, you guys go first. I'll go first. Um We've we've watched season one of Jessica Jones, uh, and for my part, at least three episodes of season one of Daredevil, and that's it. I haven't watched any Luke Cage. I haven't watched any. Is it Iron Fist? Yeah, Iron Fist. Yeah. Haven't yeah. watched any of that. Haven't watched any Punisher. So um, it's only been season one of Jessica Jones. We didn't watch season two, which is not to say that we didn't like season one of Jessica Jones. Uh, it was not bad, in fact. David Tennant was a very good villain, um, but it got a bit flabby in the middle, and whilst the ending was strong, I think we could have got there a lot more quickly, and that's, as I understand it, the common complaint with all the Marvel TV shows on Netflix, namely that the seasons are far too long, that instead of 13-episode seasons, these should be 8- or 10-episode seasons so that the storytelling is more tight. Um, now, in relation to the first three episodes of Season 1 of Daredevil, um, there was some impressive fight choreography, but the show was really moody and depressing, and it moved really slowly, and so I couldn't be bothered watching on. Okay, cool. Um, okay, why, why don't I go next? Um, so, I have seen season one and two of Daredevil. I've seen season one of Iron Fist, and I watched season one of jessica jones as well so i think in the freshman set of seasons i watched pretty much all of them i I think i watched half of luke cage as well but um yeah basically i kind of started watching these netflix tv series um like basically because you know they'd been reviewed quite solidly online and it was kind of part of this sort of kind of link to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but not really. And I was like, yeah, um, you know, I just got Netflix at the time. Try it. Why not? Um, I kind of was happy. I, I thought Jessica Jones was actually probably the strongest of the Marvel series. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, but basically, like, over time, like, honestly, I, I barely remember what goes on in these TV series. And... The problem is exactly, for me, exactly what Gerald said, right? Like, they take such a long time to get to where they're going. Um, And it's sometimes unclear where the story is going. It's written... Like, sometimes the writing is... I I think the writing in the earlier seasons was okay, and then it just got 
kind of worse and worse. The plotting got more and more kind of nonsensical. People kept saying all these cringeworthy lines, and I just kind of... I just couldn't... Basically, I think the tipping point for me was that I watched Defenders, which was kind of their Avengers for the TV series, and I thought Defenders was horrible. Like, I I thought the plotting was, like, just... it, It didn't make sense. Like, things just jumped from place to place. I mean, it was quite a short... Um, Defenders was quite a short season. I think it was only eight episodes, but even then I thought it was like at least six episodes too long. Uh, I, I think generally what Gerald said there was, um, accurate as in like, but I'd go further. I'd actually say a lot of these seasons can be wrapped up in like six episodes and they're just for the sake of making 13 episodes, they stretch it out and add all this unnecessary melodrama. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that, that's kind of where I'm coming from. Mags, Anna, Yeah, same as Gerald. I really struggle with the Marvel TV shows. I find them really slow, really sort of dark. Like the way they're shot, things aren't clear. I, I guess they're trying to create this dark atmosphere by shooting, <laughs> shooting with poor lighting and poor sound, <laughs> and it's just... I find it frustrating that I can't see properly, I can't hear properly, much like the opposite of Daredevil in terms of, you know, <laughs> I don't have any sensory awareness at all. It just, and with that plus it being so slow moving that I just get frustrated and bored. So, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to pay attention to this, uh, to season three of Daredevil. Mags? Mags. Uh, so I've seen um, episode one, uh, episode one, season one of Jessica Jones, a little bit of season two. I've seen The Punisher, uh, season oh, yes. one. Punisher, I've seen, yes, uh, I think I've seen most of season one of uh, uh, Iron Fist um, and patchy episodes of Daredevil whenever Darren was watching it. And I've never seen Luke Cage. Uh, and I saw The Defenders, and I also saw a few episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when that was on TV. Um, Overall, I really liked season one of Jessica Jones. I thought that was really strong, Um, and they also did a really good job of sort of painting her character and her backstory, and she also had interesting support um, characters in that show too. Um, Of the... Of all the other shows, I think The Punisher is the second best because I think that also had a really strong character as the main character. Um, but the rest of the um, of the um, shows I found really boring, um, really annoyingly characters, you know, really inaccessible stories, um, characters which were really unsympathetic. Um, and you actually didn't want them to succeed in whatever their mission was, which I found very intriguing for a Marvel series. I think that um, was that was for you. That was specifically for Iron Fist, right? I, I remember you yeah, watched was. Iron Fist in the background and you kept shouting at the TV screen and basically lobbing <laughs> insults at Iron Fist, right? Like, but I think that's been a close to universal experience. I mean, for, based on like the critical reaction to Iron Fist, the general reaction is both the guy who played him and the character were fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think, look, I, I don't think he was a fuckwit. It was just like, he was just really dumb. Like, he did stuff that didn't make sense, right? It, it, 
And, and I don't know... Look, we're not talking about specifically about Iron Fist here, but I don't know if they were trying to write Iron Fist as like a sort of uh, more gung-ho, more immature type superhero. But it didn't quite come off, right? It was just... It just... The way he was written, the way he was played, it was just really strange, right? Now, um, it's actually really interesting. We, we were at dinner with a friend last night, and he was saying that he really loved season two of Iron Fist and thought it was like the best Marvel series he'd seen. So, I don't know. Iron Fist just got cancelled as well. So, anyway. um, And and Luke Cage just got cancelled 24 hours ago. Really? Are you sure it was Luke Cage? I thought Iron Fist got cancelled, not Luke Cage. Yeah, but no, no, no. Luke Cage got cancelled 24... Just got cancelled a day ago. Oh, so wow. um, they're, they're, trimming, they're trimming the fat of the Marvel TV universe. Um, yeah. And, you know, sort of Netflix Netflix is starting to sort of like, you know, wield the axe. Yeah. Uh, there have been a few Netflix cancellations this year, which is like the first year I think we've seen of some serious Netflix cancellations. So they've decided, you know, as much money as they have to throw around at content, um, they don't have a never-ending pot of money. So um, shows that don't, um, write well on their algorithm are probably getting getting the chop. Mm, mm, mm. Interesting. Okay, well, let, let's talk about Daredevil Season 3, Episode 1, then, and we can have a chat about whether we think this show also deserves to get the chop or not. Um, so, we, we've literally just seen it, right? So, like, it's pretty fresh in our minds. What's what's everybody's initial thoughts? Who, who wants to shoot? Um, Manager, do you want to shoot? Um, look, we haven't seen seasons one and two, so it seems like somewhere along the way, Daredevil got into a big accident, met Elektra, well, met, met Elektra first, got into an accident, um, has lost half his uh, hearing, and is uh, spending a lot of time sulking, feeling very sorry for himself, brooding, and uh, so it looks like Kingpin has been arrested, um, and suddenly Daredevil is getting his senses back, and that has inspired him to start training again, trying to get out there to, maybe a bit too early. Um, and meanwhile, Kingpin is recruiting um, a poor FBI agent um, onto his team. Is that what's happened? Yes. So, uh, look, I mean, I, I don't even really remember what's happened, right? Like, I know, I, I think, I think, I think what happened was that at the end of Defenders, like, so I think Elektra died at the end of season two of Daredevil, and then she was brought back to life in oh, Defenders. Did, did Elektra die? Yeah, she, oh, okay. she yeah, but, like, it, it's so dumb, right? So, okay, this is my whole issue with Daredevil, right? It tries to be ultra-serious and, like, really moody and brooding and stuff like that. And then the, the problem is that its plot lines and the melodrama are just, like, off the like off the charts, right? It's, it's just, like, the plot is really <laughs> that, like, Elektra dies. For, I can't remember what happened in season two of Daredevil for the life of me, right? But Elektra dies, right? And then in Defenders, mm-hmm. basically, this ninja clan called the Hand bring her back to life, and they have this dumb plan for New York City, just a, just a dumb, dumb plan, right? Like, it's linked to all the buildings mm-hmm. that they were buying or whatever anyway. Like, one of the buildings is, like, their headquarters or whatever, and, like, they have a big fight in the There's building. <laughs> There's literally, a, like, a skeleton of a dragon under New York City. 
Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. They want to bring the dragon back to life or something ridiculous like that. Is that right? With an electric... Yeah, with Electra's blood or something. Or what, an actor very to Game of Thrones-like with Daenerys's blood sacrifice? Bring the dragons back? Something no. like that. Uh, it's, it's very unclear, let's just say. There's some kind of dragon skeleton and there's lots of blood and they're going to slush it around and New York's going to explode something. Yeah, so ah. anyway, so basically there's a big fight <laughs> in a office block and then at the end of it the office block explodes and I think Daredevil and Elektra are in the office block which is what happens at the beginning of season 3 the office block explodes and somehow Daredevil gets flushed down a sewer which (laughs) I found really weird right? (laughs) Like what? (laughs) So the building explodes the building collapses and somehow he gets fully, his whole body gets flushed through the sewers to the sea or to the beach, I guess. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, isn't he? Isn't he? Aren't he and Electra in the sewer in the first place under this building? Like because I, I don't because remember. we we watched the, we watched the we watched we sort of watched something that looked like a sort of three minute recap of what had happened so far in the show and looked like he and Electra were sort of hugging it out in some sewer and then the building explodes. And then he gets washed out into wherever he gets picked up. I, I don't, I don't even remember. I, I, I honestly don't remember. Defenders was really forgettable, and the plot was just out of this world dumb. And I, I kind of mm-hmm. just forgot it, right? But I mean, okay, so the building collapses. He gets washed out into a sewer, and he gets like, like, okay, so. This this episode was infuriating for me, right? Because from the very first thing, basically with these Marvel TV series, I am no longer of that sort of... I think when I first watched Daredevil, I kind of watched it with rose-tinted glasses, and I was a little bit like, oh, I'm kind of willing to forgive some of the sins. And here, like, I'm no longer, like, I no longer have those illusions, right? So, from the very first scene, I was just like, what is going on here? Like, this is so dumb. Like, the man who mm. finds him, and oh, he, he has the energy to tell him the address of where to deliver his body, but <laughs> just, like, what? <laughs> anyway, the first scene is basically, he is washed up on the shore, some guy drives up next to his body, comes up to him, and he just says to him the church name, and the guy runs, runs off right and the next thing you know matt murdoch is at the church being looked after by nuns i thought that was a nonsensical scene right maybe i'm being Mm. overly harsh but i felt that started the cavalcade of nonsensical dumb things that were happening on the screen yes Mm. um yeah were you guys as infuriated by this this (laughs) this um tv series as i was or honestly for my part no um just in terms of my my sort of relationship with the show, like I said, I, I watched the first three episodes, and it's not that I hated those first three episodes. As I recall it, episode two had a really well choreographed one shot fight scene in in this corridor where was it either episode or episode episode two or episode three in which Matt Murdock rescues this little girl who's been kidnapped, I think, and. All the buzz was about this one-shot fight scene, which was impeccably choreographed and shot. And it is very impressive. It's this one long, continuous tracking shot. Um, and so the show held a lot of promise. I mean, 
I, I, you know, I'd heard that Vincent D'Onofrio had been cast as the baddie. Um, Charlie Cox um, played the role of Matt Murdock quite well in those early episodes. But the thing is that the tone was so was so dull, was just so unmarvel. It, it, it felt a lot like the self-serious um, stuff that we see in the DCEU. Yeah! And so I just thought, Mm, this is this is actually not fun, and I, and I can recall the last moment of the last episode I watched. It's the one in which Matt Murdock gets beaten up and spends most of the episode hanging out with Rosario Dawson, who plays a nurse, and she nurses him back to health, and then he goes after the guy who beat him up, and the guy is just so scared of Kingpin that he 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 impales his own head on the spike of some fence, and I thought to myself, that is this show is actually really unpleasant and heavy and not fun. And so that's when that's when I gave up on it. But I didn't hate this episode. I mean, my expectations weren't particularly high given um, given the sort of critical reaction to the last few Marvel-Netflix collaborations. Um, as I said before, um, Iron Fist was almost universally critically reviled. I, I don't think I've ever heard um, a Netflix show receive such poor reviews as that show did. Um, and so, you know, giving this a shot, I didn't, I didn't actually hate it. Um, and it was more or less in line with my, with my expectations. I think that I still think, you know, despite the show being too serious for its own good, um, and being a bit sort of dark and brooding and, you know, sort of shooting for some poor man's Nolan's Batman, um, there is, I mean, there there are interesting notions that are floated up, but not exactly developed. Um, and maybe they'll be developed during the course of the show. One of which is, of course, the notion of um, Matt Murdock um, struggling with his Catholicism. That's an interesting idea. I hope they make more of it as the show progresses. They may not. I, I don't. I, I doubt. I doubt they will. But. It would be interesting to see if they did, because that would be um, a really interesting spin on the superhero story to, to, to show a degree of interiority in the life of these superheroes and give them a a genuinely spiritual dimension. But did but, you, um, you feel that the way he struggled with that Catholicism was done in such a sort of ham-fisted way? Like you know the way he tells us, totally. Yeah, story like, of Job. I mean, yeah, like, you know. Sort of, and, and and it was all about and it was the story of Job was told in a particularly sort of um, self pitying way. But yeah. the the thing is, my recollection my recollection of the pilot episode is the very first scene is of Matt Murdock um, sitting in a confessional um, asking for forgiveness for what he's about to do because he realizes that I think there's a part of him, or at least it, the suggestion was there was a part of him that realized that being a vigilante was somehow not entirely right. Now, I'm not sure if they've continued that as a theme throughout the show, but if, if they had or if they intend to pick up that thread, that could be really interesting. Um, if, if you had this superhero who, growing up growing up in this sort of working class, Irish, Catholic milieu, um, has part of his, part of, part, of, part of him thinks that, you know, this, this quest to do good and to protect Hell's Kitchen is actually partly immoral because he's stepping outside the law and just um and just inflicting suffering on people 
um, notwithstanding that he's that he thinks he's delivering justice. That could be quite an interesting take on the superhero. I don't have high hopes of the show doing that, but I wish it did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I, I guess, like, because I've seen the other seasons of Daredevil, like, I, I feel like it takes these sort of concepts and as a show, it treats them very superficially <laughs> and more for the sound bites, like the sort of, and this is kind of one of the issues I had with this first episode as well, because it continues this tradition of these like soundbite one-liners of, it's just not satisfying, right? The, the, like mm. they, don't, they don't really deal with it, right? They deal with it, Basically, to say, oh, but it is about this, but it's it's not really. Sorry, I'm so they, not... they raise it without actually delving into it. Yeah, exactly. That... They, they raise it and they raise it in a super superficial way, and then that's it, right? Like you have yeah. the, the the one soliloquy, and it's kind of like, oh my god, that's so deep. But it's it's not really if you actually think about right. it, right? So like that Job speech was a great example of that, where it's kind of like you kind of feel like the writers are like, oh, we'll just put this in, and it'll be like, you know, people will really think about it. It's like quite deep, but it's not because <laughs> it's 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 not like it's he's just saying this. What is what he's basically saying is like this sort of teenage approach of, oh, God is dead, man. Like, I'm, I'm suffering so badly. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering so badly. God is dead. Because why would God let me suffer like this? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, yeah. my God. Um, for me, the only redeeming feature of this episode was kind of like, so for most of this episode, I'm sitting there just cringing at Matt Murdock and what is coming out of his mouth, right? And... I think there's there's a moment in the episode where basically he gets told off for by the by the nun who mm-hmm. yeah by the nun yeah that's right I, sister Maggie, yeah I think is Mags was that her name <laughs> was it, yeah. sister Maggie <laughs> yeah yes. um so she gets told off by sister Maggie and told off by Maggie in real life <laughs> in, in front of the TV <laughs> that like he was being like a um. He was being a prick. Like, he was just being, like, a, a little girl, right? So, um, yeah. There was just... What was the line, Mags, that I just could not stand? Oh, something, oh, the, oh like, he was a pussy or something like that. Well, who was, oh, yeah. He, he was, yeah, Joe was a pussy. Yeah, I was just like, what? This is just like a teen... Again, right? I keep talking about teenage boy writing, and it was like, this is a teenage boy line, right? Come on. <laughs> anyway, um... Yeah. Um, Mags? The other thing I didn't buy was how quickly he was back on his feet. I mean, one of the big complaints about The Dark Knight Rises is that um, Bruce Wayne is chucked in the... Oh, by the way, everyone, spoilers for The Dark Knight Rises. Bruce Wayne is chucked in the pit. His back has just been broken by Bane. And uh, five minutes later, he's he's um, he's swinging around and finding his way out of the pit. And um, after being brutalized, he's yes, and he spends most of the most of this episode, the first half of it, almost completely incapacitated. Um, he's suddenly back on his feet and and boxing. Um, and uh, and and you know, he spent the first half of the episode not only incapacitated but completely and utterly demoralized. And very very quickly, he's he's sort of like. Is the fire in the belly returns, and you're like, well, where did that come from? 
Yeah, it was it was really quick, right? And kind of weird how that happened. Um, and you know, you're exactly like when when I saw that sort of montage of the training, I immediately thought of the Dark Knight because. Dark Knight Rises, because it's a really similar montage of them doing chin-ups and push-ups. <laughs> it's was, it was just like... <laughs> yeah, it's a really... <laughs> and then, but look, the one good thing about this episode was that he does get his comeuppance, right? Because the nun puts him in his place, and then he goes sparring with that other guy. And the other guy, he, he you know, he tries sparring, like once he starts getting his hearing back a little bit, and the other guy puts him in his place, right? So he gets beaten up in sparring as well. So, you know, I, I guess that was a little bit of a twist, maybe? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, Mag's manager, like... Yeah. It's uh, just so slow. Why is it so slow? Yeah, I mean, when you were describing <laughs> the episode... That's literally what happened. We summarise it in, like, 15 seconds. <laughs> so he was in a church. Full stop. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it was... I don't know, like... The, so when he was in the church, um, I had to get up and start doing the dishes because I just couldn't stand it. Um, he just made Daredevil seem like such a selfish superhero. Um, I think that's why I just really, mm. I just don't like his character. Um, he's sitting there wallowing. Um, yes, he had come through a really, obviously, a very challenging um, you know, situation. He'd survived it miraculously somehow, and he was recovering. Um, but just... Hasn't he only lost, like, one, one side of his hearing? Yeah, he's locked the hearing on his right side and it's all a bit fuzzy and um, I know that. I know that really sucks. It would really suck to lose <laughs> hearing in one ear. But I don't think it warrants that much wallowing, especially from like some like a, a superhero. Yeah, exactly. It, it makes me question his whole intention behind being a superhero. Because, I mean, the whole Marvel credo is about a bunch of people who are like, you know, extraterrestrials as well, um, who are selfless individuals, you know, sort of fighting for the survival of some, you know, of humanity or some higher cause. And it makes him, that's what I find really challenging about um, all of these, um, the Marvel um, series on Netflix or on TV is their motivations can seem quite petty or um, selfish. Um, it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't have the same core as the Marvel Cinematic Universe on screen, on the big screen. So that's why I kind of struggle with with the characters and Dead, Daredevil was just, you know, another case in point. Um, yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, Mags, look, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think the motivations of the... Uh, Marvel TV characters are kind of are definitely really unclear, and it, I think it's really obvious in this episode of Daredevil because we do, when we never really hear of what is driving Daredevil to do good, right? Like in this episode, like for him, this entire episode is just about him wallowing, right? It, we mm -hmm. never really hear well why is it that he desperately wants to get back out on the street? Why is it that losing his hear one one half of his hearing is so devastating for him, right? It's more powerful if 
it's devastating for him because it precludes him from doing something really, really important. But he never talks about his cause or, like, why it's really important that he's Daredevil, right? Like, if anything, it just feels selfish, right? It just feels like he wants to get his hearing back so he can go beat guys up. Like, Mm. yeah. Like, I I don't feel like they really delve into that, right? They just basically, like, focus on his wallowing and his suffering. And it's like, well... No, why is it so difficult? Why is it so tough for you? I mean, obviously he got beaten up, but yeah. Um, I kind of feel look. like with oh, no, go, sorry, go I was back. just gonna say, I, I was just gonna say, um, I kind of feel like with the defenders, they've got this real chance to, you know, tap into the everyday man and and their desire to be a, a hero in their everyday life or even at a small scale, and they don't really do that. There's, there's a chance to really connect with the audience at a different level, yeah. at the more granular level, at the more everyday level, that you you can't do with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the Marvel Cinematic um, U- think, Universe does do that. Because Spider-Man I, I Homecoming think, is... Spider-Man yes. Homecoming is about that, right? And you feel that in Spider-Man Homecoming. But you don't feel that in these TV series. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And can I just add that there's a real sort of... I, I was really confused by one particular point concerning Matt Murdock's motivation in this particular episode. For much of the first half of the episode, he's flattened physically, he is spiritually drained, he's completely demoralized, and he gives that Job speech. And I thought up until that point that he was in such agony that he was so incapacitated that he was gonna he was done with Daredevil. He was gonna give up completely and just retreat into this basement in the orphanage where he grew up and just sort of spike the world, which is partly why uh, he, he's given up the idea of being of returning to his friends and his colleagues, um, doesn't return to his apartment. And then that particular scene where he's speaking with Sister Maggie and delivers that Joe speech ends with him saying, I would rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. And you're like, Oh no! Far from being completely demoralised, he's, he's decided he's just gonna he's he's gonna cease being Matt Murdock and just be the Daredevil full time. And you're like, well, that's completely at odds with what seemed to be the first seemed to be his attitude in the first half of the episode. I don't know why it is, and, and it's never clear why it is that this particular moment he seizes affording him the opportunity to just drop the Matt Murdock part of his persona and to become the Daredevil uh, full time. Uh, so I, I found his motivations really muddy and I found the, when, when, when you, when the show laid it out that way, um, I actually didn't understand what the spiritual crisis was at all. Yeah, exactly. And this is what I was talking about earlier and I didn't really articulate it very well. Right. But basically the problem with that lot speech was that it didn't make sense. Right. It like didn't align with the character's expectations. It just sounded cool. But then it's like, well, if you really think about it something doesn't seem quite right here, right? Like, what exactly is he trying to say? Um, yeah, and I absolutely did not understand what he was trying to say, and I didn't... Like, if I actually... Like, doing this podcast now, it makes me really think, right? Like, why is he wallowing so badly? Is it really just the physical injuries? Because apart from the physical injuries, he really doesn't have any, like... I mean... Like, he goes through this sort of existential crisis, right? But, like, the only the only thing that's happened to him is that his... his <coughs> basic, no, bless you. Bless you. 
Yeah. The only thing that's happened to him is his lost half like hearing from one ear. Yeah, and then like he lost his girlfriend who was dead already and was a zombie, basically, right? Like so I mean, he survived this miraculous thing, like going into this miraculous sort of building collapse thing, he seemed pretty intent on being Daredevil. Like what's changed so much on a sort of spiritual level to sort of like make him like this? And really the only thing is that he got beat up a little bit. So it, it just like it, you know, it, it just kind of doesn't really make sense why he's being so grim about life. Um, and he's like ultra grim, right? Like everything is like mm-hmm. so moody and brooding, and like yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, um, <laughs> Anja, did you have anything else you'd like to add about Daredevil? <laughs> Look, I, I was curious to see what you guys would have to say about it because we did abandon it a few episodes in for this, for, not for these reasons, but just because it, it, it's too slow, it's really dark, and like you said, it brings things up, but it doesn't develop them. Um, so I was curious to see why you guys loved it and why you guys stuck with it. Um, I still haven't quite figured that out, but... <laughs> No, I, I, look, I don't think we love it, <laughs> but um, I think it was more like, it's more like you start something and you feel obliged to <laughs> finish it, right? <laughs> oh, and also, I don't know why I have this irrational um, hope every time a new Marvel series or movie comes out, um, I think, ooh, it's going to be amazing. And then I watch it and I'm like, oh. That wasn't amazing. <laughs> the TV shows are not good. I don't know why. There's know. such a detail to the movies. It is. It's. I don't understand. I don't know if they just threw Team B at them or Team F or whatever. Um, they just don't seem to commit the same level of um, planning or script writing or sort of story mm. plotting to it, the same resourcing, attention and care i'm not sure why because it's such a it's such a good way of keeping people hooked onto the franchise Mm -hmm. okay i mean this this brings up a really interesting point that um i'll just quickly go over right like because in my mind part of the reason these shows don't work as well is because they probably get a budget to do 13 episodes and they only really have four or five episodes worth of story to tell right Mm -hmm. so like, I, I kind of feel that this is kind of where Netflix potentially can be more flexible, where it's kind of like, well, you can have a five-episode season, it's fine, you can up the production values and just make a really good quality five-episode season, instead of, like, stringing the, these, like, superhero seasons out for 13 episodes, right? You don't necessarily need that. Um, no. And I think there are some series on Netflix which have variable season length, Um so I kind of feel like, well, why don't they do that with the Marvel series? I, I kind of feel like Daredevil would be a much better show if it was just like four or five episodes and you were just really pithy and concise with what you were trying to tell. And that's it, right? Like you mm. cut all the side story fat away from it and just tell the main story beginning to end, done. Like, um, yeah. Yeah, I could see that working. Yeah, yeah I, I just think part of it is that Netflix is... Netflix in, in its early in its earlier days, um, was shooting so hard for prestige TV that um, 
it was seeking to emulate the classic HBO 13-episode run for a for a season of prestige TV. So if you went back to the days of The Sopranos, The Wire, um, Deadwood, etc., you know, those shows all had 13-episode seasons, so they felt the need, you know, in, their, in, in the early run of their shows, starting with House of Cards, um, to have 13-episode series. Um, and they sort of committed to that with Netflix, uh, with the with the Marvel series. And as I said before, that was really problematic in the case of um, Jessica Jones because um, the first three or four episodes were really good. The last three episodes were also pretty good. But there was a run in the middle of about four or five episodes where the show just slowed down to a crawl. Um, and and I agree. I think the the you know, if you threw the same uh, the same amount of money at at a you know a six seven or eight episode run, um, you could have a show with better production values, and in the case of Jessica Jones, certainly better action. Because if there was one thing that was particularly weak about Jessica Jones, it was the action. Whereas the action of Daredevil has always been quite good, particularly in that that second episode with that one shot uh, fight scene. Uh, the action in Jessica Jones was pretty mediocre, and um, which is really strange given that it's coming from the Marvel stable. So, um, so I think it, it, it's high time that the Marvel stable, in terms of TV series on Netflix, just abandoned the thirteen episode model because it's it's just not working out for them. Yeah, well, they abandoned it for Defenders, and they made it eight eight episodes only. Defenders had enough content for basically two episodes, so it's kind of, you don't even need to do it. just like make it as long as it needs to be and cut the fat. I, I think mm-hmm. is really what needs to happen with these. Um, okay, um, is there anything else we want to, want to talk about, or are we going to? I think that's about it for this one. Yeah. Okay. Look, um, thank you everybody for joining me tonight to have a chat about Season 3, Episode 1 of Daredevil. Um, I think as a group we're going to have a bit of a discussion about whether we want to continue talking about Daredevil or not. Um, We definitely won't be um, doing it on an episodic, like episode by episode, but whether we continue watching this show to the end is still an open question. Um, Yeah, and we're still trying to figure out what we are going to watch next to um, to talk about on this podcast. But stay tuned, everybody. Um, yeah, there'll be news soon, I guess, probably in a week or so. <laughs> so, okay, thanks so much, everybody, and um, I'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye!